Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. Hour number two. Live in L.A., it's the Hurt, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Had a lot of fun this weekend. Tonight I'm going to watch uh, some premiere, movie premiere, Air. Johnny, not Johnny Damon, Matt Damon's in it. All right, Hollywood hotshot. I don't go to these. I'm not into them at all. I may cancel. I'm not into them at all. But who, is the wife going? Or? No, I'm going with... Uh, a, a, a legal representation. Oh, <laughs> can I guess his name on air? No. So I'm going, uh, and I'm, I want to go see it because I, uh, you know, the Michael Jordan mythology in America. Michael was obviously a great player, but it is interesting. Magic Johnson went to 30% more finals. You can criticize Magic. Uh, LeBron James blows all of MJ's awards away, all his records. Mm. You can criticize LeBron. If you ever criticize Michael, it's like, whoa, whoa. And it's all part of the greatest marketing campaign in the history of America for sports, Air Jordan. I like where this is going. No, I mean, that's it, it, he made $220 million last year on it. So Nike revolutionized sports marketing, and the greatest campaign they've ever had is Air Jordan, and Michael earned it. You know, the Jumpman, the logo, it's all earned. But it has made it has created this protective shield around Michael that if there's any criticism, all the fanboys, half the people defending him never saw him see him play. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, he's always been a winner. He won in college. A lot of people went at Carolina, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, been a lot of players that well, the Olympics. Yeah, he had some help on that team beating Tunisia. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's saying Michael's not great, right. but Michael's early career was marked by a lot of scoring and mm. pissing off teammates. And then Phil Jackson showed up. Mm. And then he went to baseball. That didn't work. And then he came back with Pippen again. Didn't win any championship. He won one playoff series without Pippen ever. One. Oh. And so, and then he gets out of it, goes to Washington. That's a mess. Ownership. He made a lot of money. Michael's always been good at uh, elevating Michael and deserves all the credit for mm-hmm. him. I'm sure air will be unbelievable. I'll be rooting for the Michael Jordan yes. story tonight. Uh, anything Affleck and Damon do, I love. 
But the point is, Magic's had 30, every superstar in the history of sports you can criticize, except Michael. Mm. I was at games. I watched him. He had bad nights. He was really? selfish. He, wow. he was hard to play with at times. And by the way, he punched the teammate. And the, you know what the reaction was? Well, he's very competitive. He's a leader. Draymond punched the teammate. Out of the league. <laughs> What's the difference? Draymond doesn't have that force field, that Nike yeah. force field around him. Michael was relentless, sometimes a bad teammate, and probably the most glamorous basketball player and the best basketball player ever. Check, check. I'm a huge MJ fan. But it, it, that, that Air yeah. Jordan marketing effort <clears throat> by the greatest marketing sports company in the history of the world, Nike, yeah. create, you know, we had, we've had presidents and politicians like this where Ronald Reagan for a while was so popular, he joked about bombing Russia, and we all went, ah, oh, he's just your crazy old grandpa. Yeah. That's what popularity does. Yeah. How, many, uh, how many rings for Jordan without Phil Jackson? And how many Pippen? playoff series wins? Series wins without Pippen. Oh. Again, and, and by the way, when Jordan left, when he quit in, I think it was what, 93, They went from 57 wins to 55. Yeah, it's amazing. Scottie Pippen led the team to that many wins. If Hugh Hollins makes a call he should have, they get to the finals. And again, this isn't yeah. criticism. These are all facts. By the way, what happens when LeBron leaves a team like Cleveland? They crash. Or Miami? They're literally oh, oh, awful. Oh, interesting. Mm. And LeBron's won with different coaches at every stop. Three different franchises. Cities. Anywhere he goes, they win championships. That's Everywhere. what happens. And by the way, none of this is a criticism. These are just all facts. Yeah. I always think it's interesting. Michael punched a teammate, a beloved teammate. He's very competitive. Draymond punches, not a beloved, you know, kind of a bench player who trash talks a lot. Jordan Poole, talented, not a beloved oh. figure. And it's like, throw him out of the league. Well, it, can't he be relentless and competitive too? He's an intimidating player. That's, you know, I don't think either one was in the right but let's be fair about it. Let's be reasonable. You can't want to have one guy thrown out of the league and the other guy, well, he's just a very competitive guy. It's weird. You can you just said a bunch of nice things about Michael Jordan, but it, someone on the internet will cherry pick one or two, maybe negative, which are facts, and all of a sudden you hate Michael's Michael Michael's the most relentless player I've ever seen, the best looking, the most glamorous, the coolest, the most, the best offensive player. Well, Kareem's the best the, offensive the player. The best finisher at game. He, he won Michael's the unbelievable. Yeah. So put that on your little rant. Yeah. But, but in the end... He was flawed like everybody else. He struggled with teammates. He ran through coaches. The Washington situation was a mess. Uh, the pre-Phil stuff in Chicago, he was going through coaches and teammates. But remember, he was going against the Celtics and the Pistons, Colin. They were loaded. That's the argument against Jordan. He was too young. Okay. I'm not. I, this isn't anti-Michael. I'm going to watch. I don't go to movie premieres. I'm going because out of respect, I think he's great. And the I movie's going to be awesome. By the way, yeah. the MJ documentary is the best sports documentary of my life. I th I, the 10-part. Oh, oh, right, right. I right. thought it was absolute. And by the way, the, the whole, I gave him three months yeah. of free publicity. I thought, this is unbelievable. Yeah. I made me love, in fact, I said after that, they tried to pick apart some bad Michael stuff. I'm like, I like him more. Yeah. Well, uh, Michael but, had final say over everything on but that, remember, just for the record. Eastern yeah. religion is within. Western religion, America, Ooh. is worshiping. Men worship other men. It's like, Michael wasn't perfect. Michael had flaws. Michael had bad games. Michael was tough to deal with. Michael's always been good about my elevating Michael. Michael's made Michael rich. Oh. Even in this Charlotte mess. Uh, you you know, call he, that a morass? It, it just mean, a awful. Mess, yeah. But again, he made a bunch of money. And I'm, I don't resent any of it. He, is, he was really a convergence of so many things. Uh, grace and toughness. Winning looks. Glamour. Style. But he had two fills. Phil Knight. And Phil Jackson, mm. that took him from great 
player to iconic legend that you can't criticize. And it's like, I love Brady. He's got flaws. Human. A little philosophy in there, too, huh? All right, here we go. On a Monday, Colin right, Colin wrong. Here we go. Where Colin was right. Well, I speculated Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay Jets was being held up because he probably asked the Jets to go get some players for him. A couple hours later, Diana Russini came out with a wish list that included Packer players. Now, Aaron denied it, but it should be noted the Jets did sign Alan Lazard, who they certainly wouldn't have signed if not for pursuing Aaron Rodgers, who wanted a veteran receiver who we like. So we got that one right on Aaron. Where Colin was wrong. <sighs> Duke. That Duke winning the title. John Shire had a very good year one, 27-9. They played well down the stretch, but they were outclassed by Tennessee. This was not a good break. Tennessee was a significantly better team. Um, Their defense shut down on Duke, and they won and should have won. Where Colin was right. Baker Mayfield signed with the Bucks, a backup financial contract, fourth team, six seasons. It's funny all the fanboys that used to bang on me, they went awfully quiet. They disappeared, vanished. Maybe internet's not working at their little house. Uh, Baker Mayfield was always a reach at number one, and his personality as chutzpah eventually wore people out. The, now, I got nothing against Baker. Uh, he is one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the world. I'm sure he'll win a handful of games down in Tampa, but this is a backup quarterback contract. The days of building around him are over, and probably the days of starting long-term are over. Where Colin was wrong. My Warriors' optimism is fading. They have uh, lost six of their last ten. Do you know they haven't won a road game since January? Uh, Andrew Wiggins' absence... It's a private matter, and it's very possible he won't return. They have fallen to seventh in the West. And the truth is, they've tried to bridge a gap between the old and young guys this year. It's been hard. Wiggins' absence makes it just too hard defensively to get stops. Uh, They feed off the energy at home. You put them on the road without that energy, and they're just an incredibly average team. Where Colin was right. And critical of John Calipari for years. I know he loves his players. He really does. And I know he's a great salesman. But in the end, the last three years, he's gone 9-16, and 16, got bounced out of the tournament by St. Saint- Peter's, and this year got, got beat by a less talented team. Kansas State had some good players, but they're not as talented as Kentucky. 11 years, no titles. Uh, they can't be this average. I do think they're kind of trying to figure out, do they want to be transfer portal or one and done? I think they're best served going back to the high school all-star stuff. Next year, they have like four or five great high school players. That feels glamorous. It feels very much on brand for Calipari in Kentucky, and I do expect them to bounce back with a good year. Where Colin was wrong. I, the Dan Campbell thing in Detroit, now you got Cam Sutton saying players around the league want to play for him. Uh, they had a very good free agent class. They went and fixed their secondary. They got a good B, B-plus running back out of Chicago. So I got to give them credit. Um, you know, those players aren't going to Detroit because of their historic success. They're going there because they like Dan Campbell. So the Lions coach, who may have butchered that opening press conference, he's got some alpha. I think last week somebody, maybe J-Mac, you compared him a little bit to Mike Tomlin and Mike Vrabel. He's sort of a guy's guy, big emotion, and the players like him. I was wrong. Where Colin was right. The Celtics, hmm, 5-5 five and five in their last 10. I've got doubts about this team. I don't think they'll beat Milwaukee. I have doubts about them in close games. They lost to the Rockets recently. I, I question their head coach. Is he a playoff coach that can go toe-to-toe with a Doc Rivers or an Eric Spolstra? 
uh, Budenholzer. I don't, I don't know if he is. Um, and I also, I always question Jason Tatum, who I think is a top eight, nine player. I'm not doubting that. But there are times when I watch the Celtics in close games where it feels like the alpha is Jalen Brown, and Tatum's just a really the more talented player. But uh, the Celtics right now have uh, dropped a third. Where Colin was wrong. Well, the betting markets have C.J. Stroud right now as the number one quarterback to go. I think he's fine. I, I don't see the wow in him. I think he's talented, and depending on where he lands, he could be successful. But I've said before, I think Bryce Young from Alabama is much more polished, uh, could walk into the NFL and play right now. I don't know. Bryce Young's small, uh, 195, 510 and a half. I don't know how long it lasts, but the betting markets right now with Carolina, the number one pick, have them going after C.J. Stroud, and I was wrong. Where Colin was right? I have been on the offensive head coach bandwagon for years. Three teams that I thought did really well in free agency. Cincinnati offensive coach went and got a star left tackle. Carolina, Adam Thielen adding offensive pieces. Frank Wright, offensive coach. And I think Denver's crushed it, rebuilt their offensive line. Offensive head coach Sean Payton. Meanwhile, Ron Rivera showing no urgency at quarterback. And Chicago paid two linebackers. Where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong on a Monday. You and I are both Jordan fans, wouldn't you say? I'm a big Jordan well, fan. Well, my issue is I, I was born in New York, so I wrote root for New York teams. So I grew up a Knicks fan, and Jordan tormented them in the 90s. Yeah. Even when they took the 2 nothing series lead in the playoffs, you still felt like Jordan's going to rip our throats out. Well, and he did. He did. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and so that stunk. But I was a Magic Johnson guy as well. Forever, I thought Magic was the best player in the 80s. Yeah. Best player of all, headed toward of all time. And then Jordan takes over when Magic... They're diff- very different players. Yeah. Very different players. Completely different. But yeah. Magic, I mean, I, I, I fancied myself a point guard back in the day. You know, team leader, no-look passes. I love Magic Johnson. Yeah, everybody does. Uh, Magic still gets a crowd in Los Angeles. But, but Magic's game is also his personality. He's very giving. Magic is bothered deeply. If you're a young athlete, you could be a Dodger you could be it doesn't matter you could be a Ram you could be a Charger if you come to Los Angeles and you don't lean on Magic Johnson for help he's offended he really wants his game was giving and that's his personality LeBron James very much that way he's kept all his high school friends uh LeBron is very much a giver and a distributor everybody that's ever played with Magic and LeBron are better now Michael's a more relentless scorer uh, Michael had uh, just a psychology. People were afraid to face Michael. He was like Tyson. Well, like nobody wanted to fight him. He did not elevate all of his teammates, and I don't think Pippen's ever quite gotten the credit he deserves. Phil Jackson has, but I, I've said it before. Take out Phil Jackson and Phil Knight. Do we have the Air Jordan campaign? No, which is this impenetrable shield around Michael that if you criticize him, and it's like you're not criticizing him saying, hey, punched a player, he was hard to deal with, Washington missed. Just this is what happened. By the way, Michael Jordan, uh, not kind of like Magic. You said personality. Mike, Magic, just everybody wants to be around Magic, hang with him because he's Michael's sort friendly. of covert and private. Sort of? <laughs> he's a hermit, basically. He doesn't hang with anyone. If you, if you see him on a golf course, he's playing against someone for money, smoking a cigar, or playing pickup basketball, shooting in the Bahamas with Brady. Yeah. He's not one of these. He's like kind of hiding behind the scenes. Yeah, but that's okay too. Yeah, no, certainly everybody's different. Yeah, no, and it's. I can't wait to watch Air tonight if I go. I, I'm. I'm either way. You know, you, I'm got, a, you got a busy Monday night schedule, right? I mean, there's a lot going on. 
I don't know. I don't like going to these things. Want more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code Herd, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Gain visibility and control over your financials, inventory, HR, and more. Go to netsuite.com slash herd, netsuite by Oracle, netsuite.com slash herd. Supposed to pour again at midnight tonight, just pour in Los Angeles for the meteorologist forever. It was the best gig ever. It was sunny for 11 months a year. It was a little wet in February. Now, like rain comes from nowhere. It's not even in the forecast. And all of a sudden you're like, really? Four more days of rain? It's endless, which is great. It's the only state I've ever lived in. I root for I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, so I was always rooting for sun. I root for rain down here. We are out officially of a 20-year-plus drought in California. It's just been remarkable to see. Wait till the snow melts, the reservoirs all getting full again. Good for farmers. Uh, there'll probably be a downside. There's a, a, you know, some flooding, obviously. How are you getting in your runs if it's raining all the time? Called treadmill, baby. Well, you can run on a treadmill? I don't like it, but that's what I do. Isn't that bad for the knees? Probably. A lot of things are bad. <laughs> so those cocktails I have every night. <laughs> J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herd Line News. Yeah, I always think about that before. I know there's certain things I do, like have a cocktail four nights a week. And four sit, nights? Well, every other night probably have a sit there, have a cigar or something, but I'm not going to have... What kind of quality a of life cigar? do you... I don't want to live to 85. Give me about 10 more years. See you're you're out. actively looking to shave years <laughs> off your life. Is that what I'm hearing? I'm just saying, do you want to live a life where you eat fruit, you know, you drink green tea your entire life and don't have any fun? We all make decisions. People bungee jump. People take yeah. big adventures. So, and you have one cocktail every other night. That's that's fun. Is, is that a, well? I, I'm saying uh, is 
I go out with my wife, have a glass of wine. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. I know that it's not, I know it's not extending my life, but it's adding enjoyment to my current life. So I'm in a men's basketball league, as you know. Yes. I have to start telling the guys, like, listen, you can't go out Saturday night. And expect to perform Sunday evening at our basketball game. Because honestly, I mean, listen, some of these guys get after it. And I'm like, you know, when the playoffs come, we got to have to have like a no drinking Saturday night policy, guys. Uh, listen, we had an incredible comeback last night. I documented it on the IG stories. I didn't play. I'm injured. Yeah. But um, yeah, listen, you got to take sports seriously, just like you got to take this show seriously. You're not boozing it up on a Sunday night. For coming in on a Monday. Well, morning. I don't booze it up ever, but I'm saying I think there are things in life that you decide to do because the, when I ski downhill fast, <laughs> I know it's dangerous. I've, I've had broken ribs last year, uh, had an absolutely awful crash this year, which left me purple and limping for about six days. But the quality of my life is elevated every time I'm on a mountain in Utah or Colorado. It's just a better life. You got you to roll the dice and have some fun. Okay, you won't see me on the slopes ever. Uh, first story, Alan Lazard, because we haven't talked about the Jets in, what, 90 minutes? Yeah. Uh, Alan Lazard met the media for the first time since signing his four-year deal with the New York Jets. Former Packers receiver could potentially be reunited with that guy named Aaron Rodgers in New York. Packers and Jets are engaged in trade discussions. Here's Alan Lazard crediting Rodgers for his NFL success. He's a big reason why I'm here today. I can't deny that. You know, he he stood up on a table for me during training camp when I probably didn't deserve to make the roster, um, at least in the front office's eyes. And he called for me to be in the game. Um, he's relied on me in, in a lot of heavy pressure situations and has always believed in me. And so as a wide receiver, <laughs> the best relationship you can have is with the quarterback. And the relationship I have with him is, has been phenomenal. That's great. I like to hear that. Let's let's let's. That's a nice Aaron Rodgers story. Let's be fair and balanced. That's a nice story. I like to hear that. That Aaron pounded on the table for him. That's great. That's awesome. Alan Lazard undrafted. I didn't realize this. Out of and Aaron Rodgers was a star and sat up there and said, "We got to give this kid a chance." I like. That's one of my favorite Aaron Rodgers stories ever. I like that. Good. Right. He's a good player. He's big. Six he's five. A, you know, he's a total different body type, um, and he's more consistent. I think Corey Davis probably has more natural talent, but. There's nothing wrong. I mean, I, I, every team in the NFL would like a big body type like Alan Lazard. What he's worth is some, you know, that's the market. But he's a big, long, lean guy that can run. Every, You don't want a bunch of small guys. you got to have somebody that can go up and over corners, and he's the guy. Yeah. Nice uh, story. I like that. Well, all right. Look at that. Positive Keep caliber. Positive Aaron Rodgers Hopefully story. Aaron Rodgers just we can admit. That. Listen, I think his mark. I said this about Aaron earlier. The market's telling you it's not percolating for him, but that's a great story. Uh, next up, let's go back to college hoops. Alabama and Houston are the only number one seeds remaining in the tourney. Purdue, of course, choked against Fairleigh Dickinson in the opening round. And Kansas-Arkansas was an amazing game yeah. Saturday. Holy cow, I'm I love not sure. That. Does Arkansas have better players than Kansas? They, they, I think they do. Uh, they've got more more better players, like deeper roster. Yeah. Um, uh, their, their, coach. their best player, who's going to be an NBA first-round pick, Nick Smith, couldn't make a basket. They essentially got benched. Uh, and now they still could, were able to pull it out. A lot of teams this weekend shot poorly in one. It's a defensive tournament. So I was talking to Jay Billis last night. It is it is a defensive tournament this year. But that doesn't make it... I mean, I've, I, I don't know what the ratings are, but I've sat there all weekend long. The games were competitive. All the ones I watched were competitive. Now, there were some blowouts, but I didn't watch those. I was surprised how close Northwestern made it with UCLA. I thought UCLA controlled it early, and all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, guys. Well, same with Penn State and Texas. That was weak. I thought Texas would run away with it. Uh, unfortunately, no cover for me there. But uh, going back to 
uh, the NCAA tournament. So Princeton knocked off Arizona, obviously, on Thursday. And Alabama's road to the Final Four is kind of easy. Here are the uh, latest odds, according to Fox Bet. Alabama plus 300. Yeah. Houston plus 350. Followed by Connecticut plus 800. Now, UCLA Gonzaga feels like... You know, that's a tough one. That's going to be a war. Well, you I know, believe it's in Vegas on Thursday night. You got to be careful. So, the best I've seen any team look for a half was Tennessee's second half against Duke. Mm. Their shot making, their spacing, their patience, their defense. What the market's telling you is they're not going to duplicate that. I thought Tennessee's yeah. second half, it was like, if that's what Tennessee is, they can play with anybody in the country. So, they, the, they the were real great. reason Alabama's plus 300 is because when they beat SDSU, and they will, uh, the line's gone seven to seven and a half. Alabama will face the winner of Creighton-Princeton. Nobody expects Princeton. Here's the bracket. Princeton's I'm not just going to put this out there. Keep an eye on Creighton. I have futures on them from way back I know. to win the title. Colin, they played one of their best games of the season against Baylor. Their Keep your eye on good. Michigan State. Look at that bracket. <sighs> You're right. I, I I bet Kansas State in that game. I love the Kansas. That's going to be in What's Madison Square Garden. What's the number? Uh, I think plus one and a half for K State. Uh, the both point guards are from New York, Harlem, in that area. Oh, it's so great. It's, it's, it's going to be a great game. These Thursday Friday games are going to be incredible. I don't. What do you make of Connecticut? Is a market. story. They were they, that new guy. I mean, that, they were a little bit of a mess. Calhoun left. Uh, Kevin Ali. Then they've gone through some coaches. It looks yeah. like they got their, their. Danny Hurley's doing a good job. The uh, the situation with their big guy. He is unstoppable in the paint. He looks like kind of a Mutombo type player where he just gets it close to the hoop and you can't stop him. But Arkansas's got those dogs. Just keep an I eye got, on Arkansas. I, I, I got somebody that just texted me and a college basketball scout. So keep your eye on UConn. They're winning this thing. UConn. I have them in one bracket. Uh, the do you really? How side. many brackets you do? I think I did about eight or nine. <laughs> What, man? It's one month of the no, year. I can't listen. People love this thing. I love it. It's fun. It's, it's incredible. Um, uh, let's go to the final story, and that is uh, the Houston Texans. How about this? Laramie Tunsil, highest paid offensive tackle in the NFL, got a three-year, $75 million extension. This is the second time in his career he takes the title, surpassing Trent Williams of the Niners. I don't totally understand this move. They have a lot of holes to fill, Colin. Why are you making him the highest paid? Isn't the move to shop him and get back a bunch of picks? Well, no, I mean, because you're, you're, drafting, you're drafting a quarterback, so you want to get the left tackle right. And by the way, you're not going to pay your quarterback for the next four years. So if I told you you're not going to pay your quarterback for the next four years, they got a star running back, they don't have to pay. Now they have a star left tackle. You know, D'Amico Ryans is going to make the defense better. I got no problem paying a left tackle or a star receiver. When I'm going into the rookie quarterback, I guess you're right. Bryce Young, assuming he goes to Houston, is going to need a lot of protection on the left side. And they have they have the twelfth overall, so they have don't they have the second and the twelfth? What does Houston have have? in front of me? But basically, second and twelfth, so they can get a quarterback at two and a wide receiver at twelve, and they'll have a left tackle and they have a star running back. That kid out of Florida, a Pierce, star. That's a Damian Pierce, a good player. He's good. He had one good season. Um... I just there's not a lot of firepower on this team. Well, Luka Ryan's has a lot of work to do. This is a house that you essentially gutted. If you're you, tearing it down if, to the studs, if they get rebuild. Bryce Young and Jordan Addison, it, let, let's just I'm just throwing it out there. The U.S. The smallest receiver. receiver and the smallest quarterback. Yeah, but he's okay. a great route runner. He'll be he's very polished. So he will he like will him. you know him. Mean, he will play early. He's not a kid that's raw. But the problem is he's going to be your number one. Well, all I'm saying is I get him Bryce the back a left tackle. D'Amico make the defense better. That at least in Houston, it feels optimistic. I, I mean, I'm, I, Bryce Young's the most polished quarterback. 
How long he lasts, I don't know. Are they in the mix to be the worst team in the league? No. If, <laughs> no, I think no. if Bryce Young can get reasonable protection, D'Amico will keep the games low scoring. They'll That division, Tennessee's not going to score. Indy's not going to score. So maybe we need to do who's going to be the worst team in the NFL next year. Well, I mean, look at that division. It's not Houston. I'm looking around. If, if the the Colts, AFC is loaded. Loaded. They, yeah. I mean, the schedule is going to be They got brutal. four games against low-scoring Tennessee and low-scoring Indy. Fair. They'll Maybe be in they those games. They took Kansas City to overtime last year. One game. Well, they, you, I mean, you play 17 individual NFC games. Is, if, you, if they play in the NFC, I think they would be in the mix to win like six you, games. You think? I think if Houston gets Bryce Young and like a Jordan Addison, they'll be competitive. So five wins? Yeah, five win team. But I'm not. I don't think the worst team in the league. You got to keep your eye on oh. Indy. Maybe the, uh, Indy's another good candidate. That division's a joke. Um, Atlanta. What are they? Carolina's going to win some games if they get if they get who I Anthony Richardson. Well, they're going to be an interesting team. Didn't they get Andy Dalton to be their week once? Your guy. The, what do you call him? The water pistol. Uh, the now, beige though, that was water a long pistol? time ago. I got a water lot of respect. Under the bridge. Okay. Water under the bridge. Uh, J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. It is interesting. Two of the best bigs in college basketball, Zach Eady at Purdue, they're, they're gone, and Drew Timmy. And I, I was reading, you know, I went online. I think it does bother, like some people, I think you were bothered by the fact that Drew Timmy may not get drafted. And my takeaway is just because it's basketball, they're two different, totally different sports. And so you just have to understand that college baseball and major league baseball, it's like two different sports. You know, it's like college baseball is domestic. Major league baseball is much more international. Uh, Obviously, you know, your Dominican influence, your Latin influence, your Asian influence, college baseball tends to be kind of domestic. College basketball is young and unrefined and it's a coach's sport. I mean, in, in these games, I pick the coaching. I mean, I literally, I look at who's coaching in these games. I pick the coach. So, um, I mean, it's NBA, nothing against the coach, but I'm, I'm picking the players. Okay, well, Walker Kessler, 7-1 kid out of Auburn. Now, he's a little more active and bouncy. Well, you gotta he's going to be, be first-team all-rookie. Uh, he's okay, with the yeah, Utah Jazz. He's a great season. You, you said bouncy yes. and active. Timmy is ground-bound for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think Timmy and, and also Timmy, uh, Timmy and Zach <laughs> Eady are not perimeter players. So you got to be able okay. to eventually shoot the ball outside. How many Plumley brothers are in the NBA? <laughs> and they cannot do a lick offensively. Well, no, no, no. Drew Timmy could run circles around those guys. Well, I'm not like, saying he's a first-round pick. No. But offensively, and Colin, you know this, when everybody is saying one thing, whether it's you have to go five wide receivers in the NFL, you have to be passing offense, you have to do this, Everybody is universally saying you can't have Drew Timmy. He's not an NBA. No, player. I think I think he's there the- is someone who will find an edge and say I can make him work, even if he's the eleventh yeah. guy on the team. Orlando. Yeah, no, I think there'll be like an Orlando or a Charlotte that'll go get him, and he'll be a bench player, but he'll play hard, good in the he's, room. There you go. He'll Both rebound, and he'll give you six he's and be a half a, pro a game. When you go on the road, you don't need to worry about him going no, out after no, hours, going to the clubs. That's not him. This is a good locker room guy. There is some value in that, and I'm telling you. Like, would, uh, I'm not comparing him to this guy, but Jokic was drafted in the, well, like, the middle of the second round. He was a doughy European, and everybody's like, <laughs> come on. They go to like a, if you look at the draft, they he's went a, to like a Taco Bell commercial in the middle of him being drafted. They're like, we don't need this. And again, obviously he's not going to be Jokic, yeah. but 
Nobody knew Jokic was going to win two MVPs. Jokic there. is the best passing big man since maybe Bill Ever. Walton. Nobody had that for him coming I know, into the draft. I know, I know. Giannis slips to 13th. A lot of these players... But what, what what teams miss on them big time? You could argue. I mean, it 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 is interesting. Draymond Green's a second rounder. He's been terrific. He stuck around Michigan State forever. Uh, what is he tweener? I'm not in the saying NBA? I'm not saying Timmy can't play in the NBA. What I'm saying is he's a dominant college player, yes. and he's much more. Uh, I think he's going to be a bench guy in the NBA. Who you know he battles down low. He's got good leverage on his butt. I mean, he moves around pretty well. Either hand down low is fine, but he's not going to give you any perimeter. He's going to be a defensive liability. He you can't hit a three last night. His third of the season yeah he does he's not a he's not a shit listen i i like watching him he is he is he makes old school guys look old school and the problem with ucla is their big guy was hurt in the pac-12 tournament yeah. tried to play this week i played like 12 15 minutes whatever it was he's gonna they're gonna have no would, chance stopping would you him. come back one because he because of covid he can come back and play i again. think he's got one more year of i would go pro if well, he's draft- gonna have a robust market internationally like, for instance, I own a team in the New Zealand oh, Breakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went to the finals. You do, he's not playing for the New Zealand Breakers. Why not? By the way, Utah drafted. Jazz just signed a guy on the Breakers to a 10-day contract. Are you a recruiting pitch for your business? Is this what this is? This show's now a recruiting pitch uh, for New Zealand basketball. It's, it's, listen, we got a, go, we got a great squad. <laughs> Rip Hamilton is one of the owners of our team. Sat in a uh, box with him. At, Rip's at a, a great guy. UConn guy. Yeah. Sean go. Marion, part of the uh, recruiting yeah. group. I got some NBA Sean's, connections, my Sean's man. Sean's got a title. You're not the only one who talks to NBA scouts All at right. restaurants. After a J-Mac <laughs> with the news. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope
open Y four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, twenty one plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred sixty eight hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Your home for Saturday baseball is MLB on Fox. All season long, the biggest stars and teams square off in the biggest games. On the best day of the week, Major League Baseball action returns Saturday, April 1st on Fox. So, what we were talking during the break is I don't remember a year where I felt that the Eastern Conference was significantly better than the Western Conference in the NBA, but I think uh, Cleveland's the best young team in the NBA. I think Milwaukee's the best team in the NBA. I think Boston is good, although I do worry about them uh, at end of games. I always feel a little dicey with Tatum and this new coach. Uh, I think Miami is as the best coach team in the NBA is arguably Miami. I think the East is very good and very solid at the top. The West is a bit of a mess. I was looking at the Western Conference standings. I don't remember the West being this wide open. So let's start with Denver. Uh, kind of a middle-of-the-pack defensive team with no playoff you know, greatness to speak of, but they, they don't have a big hole anywhere. I think Jokic can be a bit of a defensive liability, but they're middle-of-the-pack defensively. They have depth, capable coach. They've got a star. they got bucket guys that can get you a bucket. So Nuggets are the best. The Kings don't play a lick of defense. Uh, I don't trust them in the playoffs. Grizzlies, John Morant, and they're you know, they're deep. Who's their number two score? Suns, it's a big what if. If Chris Paul is healthy. If KD is available. Clippers, I'll say it again. If Kawhi Leonard is your team leader, you're probably not winning a championship. If he enters Toronto or San Antonio where the culture is already baked in, he can be get a bucket, get a stop guy. The Clippers culture is built around him. He's nonverbal. He's not always the great teammate. I don't trust him to win a championship. Mavericks, two offense, not enough defense. Warriors, if Andrew Wiggins doesn't play, they're not winning a championship. They can't win on the road. Uh, Thunder, it's remarkable. They're even in the playoff chase. What a story they've been. I don't, even, I don't even, how do you explain it? Coach of the year material stuff. Uh, T-Wolves, eh, Lakers, and eh, Jazz, Pelicans, eh, they're not championship teams. So, I, I don't know. I, I just, wide open. You know, sports are not as cyclical as you think. I mean, the SEC has dominated college football for 20 years. Jokovic, Serena, I mean, it's not as cyclical as you think. If you look at Major League Baseball, Atlanta's going to be good, Houston's going to be good, Dodgers going to be good, Yankees going to be good, Mets should be because they paid for it. A lot of the same teams year after year. College football, Ohio State, Michigan will be good, Bama's going to be good, Georgia's going to be good. Sports are not as cyclical as you think. It's mostly, uh, you know, it's like building wealth. You figure out a formula, rinse and repeat, and you just keep making money. Sports, it's mostly the same people year after year. That's why college basketball is fun now because it's all these weird teams because of the transfer portal. 
NBA, the West has been better. That doesn't mean LeBron didn't win titles. The West has been better than the East for 20, 25 years. They've had better GMs, better owners, more stability. I mean, as good as the Celtics have been run, where are the titles? Milwaukee, Giannis, great, won. So, I mean, in the West, you get a lot of titles, you get great basketball operations. It is wide open. <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. And maybe it's the year Denver gets lucky. Wiggins is out. He's got a personal issue. KD is banged up. Uh, the Clippers, it's hard to buy their leadership when their leader doesn't talk. Lakers are breaking down. Kings and Dallas don't play any defense. Maybe this is the year for Denver. I don't think anybody's beaten Milwaukee. <clears throat> Other basketball topic is John Calipari. So momentum is a lot. One of the things that's amazing, if you went and looked at the dynasty with Pete Carroll at USC, Mac Brown at Texas, Urban Meyer at Florida, you get about seven years, and then you start losing your top assistants, and it crumbles. What's amazing about Nick Saban, he's, you know, he's going on, what, like 20 years almost, and the thing never crumbles. He's had to run through like seven, eight offensive coordinators. It's still great. And then a down year in like 13, 14, 15 years. So that's the reigning dynasty in football in the South. We thought Kentucky would be that. But here's the issue with Kentucky. What's the trend? So if John Calipari had struggled, he's been there 14 years. So let's say the first seven, you were kind of disappointed, kind of disappointed. But the last seven, you had a title. They were dominating recruiting. We would celebrate Calipari. But it's the inverse of that. The first seven years, he, he's been there 14. First seven, he got a title. They dominated recruiting. They were the most discussed program in the country. Everybody loved them. But in the last seven years, it's trending down. In the, la the, the second part of his contract, Gonzaga, Duke, Carolina, Villanova, Kansas have had far more tournament success. So I, I think he's, I think Kentucky's sort of kind of caught between should we be the one and done, transfer portal. And I, I tend to think they should go back to being kind of the glamour high school recruiting story. Uh, I thought it was a good brand. They were the first in. They and Duke were crushing it. I think that's who they are. I think Calipari lives for recruiting. He's great at it. Uh, I'm not sure the transfer portal. I don't think Kentucky needs the transfer portal. Frankly, it's a it's a recruiting. You know, it's it's like Georgia football. Do they really need the recruiting portal? Some do. Uh, I don't think Georgia does. Uh, Calipari talked about this weekend's loss and what it's about at Kentucky basketball. I understand what this program's about, and uh, I think, again, that's what makes it what it is, and that's why I tell players this isn't for everybody because the expectations are so high. And um, the same with coaching. It's not for everybody. This thing is there's, there's a high expectation level, and it is Kentucky. You put that on, the other team's going to play out of their minds, and they're going to play like they have nothing to lose. And that means you got to play that way. But everybody plays Alabama football like it's the greatest game ever, too. And they don't go on losing streaks. And it's finally Georgia has surpassed Alabama after 15 years of dominance. And Alabama is still probably the second best program in the country right now to Georgia. So I, I'm, I'm not somebody here to uh, uh, levy criticism. I think Calipari is a great recruiter. He's a great salesman. Kentucky doesn't have chaos. They've, their, their programs had cheating and chaos and a mess many times. Uh, there's stability as much as you can be stable in college basketball. But I, I do think the Gonzagas and the Villanovas, who are less star-driven, I think um, – It'd be more fun to coach. I think it's exhausting to do what he's doing. Like, I was talking to Jay Billis last night. 
these players are really talented. The idea that I go, go I have to go out and get seven new recruits every year, and I'm constantly teaching uh, chemistry, and then they're off. They're gone. Like Nick Saban knows this year they return, you know, 80% of their best players are all coming back, and they've all been in the program three, four years. So you're not constantly creating chemistry. Alabama has to find a quarterback, but they got four or five guys, you know, in tow waiting to play. So I, 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 I to me, I like the way Jay Wright and, and, and Mark Few have built it, which is we're going to get really, really good high school players, but not necessarily a high number of one and duns. Now, Gonzaga had Chet Holmgren, obviously, Jalen Suggs. They'll get in the case. I mean, you're not going to turn it down if a kid wants to play there, but I just think it's become so trans. The sport is transient enough. Between the portal and one and done, it's just a conveyor belt coming and going. Kentucky's like, is that on HGH? And I think it's just hard to coach. Well, you know, you could say that, but Coach K is doing the same thing at Duke, or was until Shire took over. I'm looking it up. Duke, Final Four last year. Elite Eight in 2019. Champion in 2015. Uh, Elite Eight in 2018. Like, Coach K's doing the same thing. You know, Paolo Bencaro rotating in superstar freshmen every year. And they are able to break through and go further well, than Kentucky. You, you could argue he also coached. K was the greatest coach in the history of the sport. And then uh, Nick Saban, there are exceptions because Nick Saban is the greatest coach in the history of college football. And that's not a knock on Calipari. But Coach K is the best ever. The X's and, and O's. Yeah, I mean, they're much, they're, vastly superior to Calipari. Well, I don't, Who's a good coach? I, I'm not enough of a coach to say, but I, I do think when you're comparing anybody to Saban or Coach K, it's like comparing people to Wooden. Well, there was one John Wooden. There's one Saban. I mean, what's amazing about Saban is even the Pete Carrolls and the Urban Myers and the Mac Browns, after about seven, eight years, you start losing your assistants and you hire a bad one and it unravels. Saban's gone through how many offensive? He's a defensive coach. When's the last time he missed on an offensive coordinator? Like, never. I mean, he gave guys like Kiffin and Sark other chances and they ended up being coordinator of the year. So Saban's really, I think we have to look at Nick Saban as a complete outlier historically. And frankly, in 40 years, Duke didn't have a bad season. Well, the, able, the ability of Saban to adapt and say, I, the He's offense has passed me by. I've got to bring in offensive minds. Even guys like Lane Kiffin, who had been through tough moments, I've got to have them running my offense. Now, you know, Calipari, maybe he's going to say, you know what, this freshman stuff is not really working. I need to change my ways and start getting some program guys the way Drew Timmy goes to Gonzaga and boom, every year they're Final uh, Four, Elite I, Eight. I, I, you can find those guys in high school and they come to know, Lexington, stick around for a few years and you've got a chance to build something. Yeah, Kentucky's a glamour program. USC in college football is a glamour program. Michigan's just a great program. But there are programs, USC's a glamour program, Texas football glamour program. Sometimes it's hard. Kentucky basketball, Michigan State's just great. Kentucky's glamour, and there's layers of drama with that. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories.